Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pequenel. Today I'm joined, as always, by Tempest the Wrestler. I am Tempest the Sunburnt Wrestler today. The Sunburnt Wrestler. How did you manage that, Tempest? Obviously, I know how you managed that. You were in the sun too long. But how did you manage that, Tempest? Well, thankfully, it's actually a fairly positive story because i got it waiting in line for a surprise second dose of the vaccine whoa oh that's wild yeah i know i was i was i was originally expecting it to get this second dose in august like mid-august and then it looked like this was going to get moved up to about mid-july and then on wednesday night i had finished quizzlemania everything Mm -hmm. like that like i was just kind of relaxing a little bit there was no wrestling on that night which is my favorite kind of night and i was just (laughs) i was just chilling and my sister sent me a text that just said hey they're doing like a pop-up mobile clinic Mm. for second doses like at a school or something uh in our neighborhood and i was like all right i guess i'm waking up at like 8 a.m to go stand in line Hell yeah. And that's what we did. And we stood in line from about nine o'clock until about one thirty in the afternoon. And the wait I didn't find to be that bad, but I had forgotten that the sun is not my friend as a white mm. man. And yes. I'm currently dealing with the aftermath of that. Mm. And I'm not having a good time trying to get sleep. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah, I, I uh, on a on a similar note, I've also been lacking in sleep, but also for a good reason because I got my first jab the other day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yesterday was rough. God, I felt terrible yesterday. Um, and like it was because it was I had to. I was lacking in sleep anyway, just in general. Um, but then I just felt so like I didn't feel like ill or anything. I just felt so tired, like drained. Like, like I'd been doing loads of physical activity. Everything was just like, Ugh. 
like yesterday. Um, so then that, and then I was, I was like passing out. I nearly fell asleep at my desk so many times working yesterday. It was really bad. We're sitting there literally like making thumbnails and my eyes were just drooping every so often about, Oh God, no, I'm working. Come on, wake up Pete. Yeah. Um, but then it got to the evening, got to like 8 PM. And I was like, God, I could just go to sleep right now. This would be a great idea. Went to bed, couldn't get to sleep until about half 11. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Come yeah, on. Naturally. Man, it, it's so weird. Like, because I, I went and got the second the second dose and the lady giving me the, the vaccine was like, okay, you're more likely to get severe uh, side effects on the mm-hmm. second dose. Like you're going to feel drowsy. You're going to feel nauseous, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, okay, God, because I thought I was fairly lucky when it came to the first one. All I really got was a sore arm. Man, I felt better after the second dose than I did after the first. Like my arm doesn't even hurt. Like I'm basically through it and now I'm fully vaxxed and I just got to wait this two week period and then I can live again. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wild. Yeah. Oh. Are you sure you didn't get like a placebo or something? It's just yeah, nothing it's in entirely it. possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we should probably get into, talking, uh, into the main show. Uh, we'll get into we some of your to? emails and stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll get into some of your emails uh, in the outro of the show. Uh, but for now, let's get into talking about uh, SmackDown itself. Where the first thing we're going to be talking about is Roman Reigns killing a child uh, because that's what he did on the show and it was very cool. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about, if anyone's seen my edited review today, you know I'm an angry boy today. I got a, <laughs> a bit ranty. I got, I got a bit a bit mad in the edited review today. I'm still an angry boy. I'm still mad, and I will be getting to all my ranty bad stuff later. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about all the good stuff on the show, because we're going to be talking about all the Roman Reigns stuff. And that's all the stuff that's really, really good on this show. Um, so we'll, we'll get into it first. Because it started off uh, this show with uh, a recap of Reigns and uh, Mysterio stuff from uh, last week. Uh, Roman's backstage with Jay Uso uh, saying that he saved them last week in the tag match. And they owe him, which is wonderful manipulation. Uh, he said, what's the one thing I don't stand for in this family? And Jay's like, embarrassing the family? He's like, hmm, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, okay, I see where we're going with this. Uh in the meantime, Jimmy Uso comes out to the ring instead of backstage and says that Roman Reigns got them disqualified on purpose because he's jealous because they're going to be, you know, they're the tag title holders. He wants to be the only title holder in the family. He doesn't think we, we've earned it and all that stuff. And he says tonight he's going to do something he won't regret. Uh, and uh, Roman, wonderfully, he's obviously watching the promo backstage. It cuts back to him after Jimmy's done his promo, turns to Jane. He's like, well, he's not my brother gonna fix this like it's just uh, just the <laughs> immediate like harming off of the responsibility just like well not my problem you should probably d- uh, deal with this that was really cool um and then jimmy backstage confronts jay uh and jimmy just saying like do you think last week really do you honestly think we could have won the tag titles and jay was just like yeah he didn't want to say yes but he was like, <laughs> yeah we probably could and uh jimmy's saying it can't be like this anymore you froze on me last week like i can't be dealing with that um and eventually he kind of keeps pushing Jay and Jay finally kind of like talks back and he's just like, look, I'm in the middle of this and I don't know how to get out. And it's the first kind of like sign you see of Jay who's wanting out 
of the Roman Reigns situation that he's in. He's in this abusive relationship with him and he doesn't know how to escape. And it was him like recognizing that and him like vocalizing and him saying like, I want out, but I just don't know how is great. So, so cool. So much like so much character, so many levels, you know, I thought that this opening little sequence with all the promos was awesome. Oh yeah. Like I, I have loved the slow burn of this storyline. Just everyone's mental state just getting worse and worse and worse every week. And this was the week where it was like Jimmy Uso or Jay Uso is going to lose his mind. Like actually, he's losing it because you can just see his like he's deteriorating before mm-hmm. our eyes. Like every week, he's like, I don't want to deal with this, guys. Just get along. Why do yep. I have to be the one stuck in the middle? It's so good. And not to bring up a person that I don't like on a show that didn't involve him. But do you notice that the toxic relationship on this show is framed with the heels because they're bad people, not like on NXT, where the toxic relationship with Dexter Loomis is with a good person? It's crazy how that mm. works. But this is so, so good. So it's good. so good. I've I've seen a lot of people lately saying like, oh, this storyline's boring. Nothing ever happens. There might not be like the huge moments that we're used to with like the major angles and this and that and the other thing. But every week progresses the the characters of all these stories. And that to me is so much more interesting than if we were just getting like, oh, look at these big major moments. That's not as important to me. He, seeing the characters develop week after week is so interesting so 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 interesting and i loved it and this was one of the best episodes in regards to that because you got so many character moments from both jay jimmy and roman oh it's so good yeah so so good um and then uh later on as well uh we had um uh ray mysterio cutting a promo oh no sorry that was later uh we had uh roman backstage yeah Jay comes back to Roman and Roman's like, where's Jimmy? And Jay's just like, oh, you know, he's kind of angry. He's like, no, where's Jimmy? And he said, well, if if you want to see him, you have to go to his locker room. And Roman's reaction to this, I thought was brilliant because he's such a dick. And he's just like, (laughs) his locker room, the the Usos locker room. And he's just laughing to himself at the idea of someone not coming to him. And he has to leave his own locker room to go speak to someone else. It was uh, it was funny to him, and that is great. Um, yeah, Roman laughs to himself about their locker room. What a dick was my notes. Uh, it's just it. It's I'm a broken record. Promo segments with Roman Reigns are great. It, it's just mm-hmm. to be expected at this point. Um, we had a cool promo from Rey Mysterio saying that Dominic's in a bad way. Uh, but it doesn't matter. You attacked my son. It doesn't matter who you are. If you come after his son, he's coming after you. Great. Ain't half bad. You know, I thought he looked fired up. Uh, he said he's going to call out Reigns. He's going to show him what a family's supposed to look like. I'm like, okay, I'm into this. This is good. You know, there's a solid, solid story progression. Because, uh, you know, I think Ray has done that a few times before where, when they're f- feuding with like the dirty dog and stuff. It's like, oh, you attacked my son. It's like, I mean, they wrestled against your son. It's slightly mm. different. But this was like a post-match beatdown that wasn't called for, you know, kind of thing. So I think in this case, definitely works. So it was good. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Rey Mysterio is an all-timer. He's a legend. And I love seeing him being positioned, even if it's just for like 
a week and a half and then they do hell in a cell and move on if it's just for that fine but i love mm-hmm. seeing ray mysterio in a main event position because to me if ray mysterio was in any other company he would be like the all-time legend the main event level guy and in wwe since coming back he really hasn't been like he's had a few like top title matches and that sort of thing but nothing nothing sustained where he's like the top guy of smackdown and i really wish that they would give him like a little bit more respect on the show in terms of his place on the card so seeing it this week is just like oh yes this is exactly what i want because i love Rey mysterio He's so mm-hmm. good, and then he goes and he proves it with like a couple good promo segments in what I can only imagine is going to be a great Hell in a Cell match at the pay-per-view. Almost certainly, yeah. Uh, after this, we got my favorite segment on the show. I thought this was absolutely wonderful because you finally have the confrontation between Roman and Jay and Jimmy, all backstage. Roman goes to Jimmy's locker room, um, and Jimmy starts saying that he doesn't care about the Universal Championship doesn't care about that it's about family he cares about jay he cares about roman and he's watched for a year it's not been a year but let's not nitpick here it's not been a year but he says he's been watching for a year while roman has abused jay and he's been sitting on the sidelines waiting because he's been watching that at home and then reigns wonderfully doesn't talk back to jimmy turns to turns to jay to try and manipulate him some more to be like you see what he's doing? I told you he'd do this. And Jimmy's like, I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm not trying to do anything. And he's trying to talk to Jay at the same time. They're both tr- talking to him to try and get them on their sides. And Jay is just like imploding in the middle of them. And finally, Jay snaps. Jay actually just says, I've had enough. I've had enough of Jimmy. And crucially for me, a bit that literally made me gasp when I was watching, he turns around and he said, and I've had enough of you. And I was like... <gasps> Jay talked back to Roman. Ah, the horror. Yeah, I know. He talked back to Roman, and he said, "I'm out," and he just walks off, just storms off. Wonderful little uh, little sequence with that. And then Jimmy continues to be fired up, and he turns back to Roman. And he's like, "I don't care anymore. Look at what you've done to him. This is it. You want to throw down? Let's go. I can do it right now. Let's do it. Let's fight." And Roman Reigns. Oh my God. We've spoken before about him being an absolute master manipulator, and that's what he does. And this, he just takes the word gaslight and just ranks it up to the next frigging level after this. Because he turns this background onto Jimmy. While Jimmy's there, like, fired up, like, ready to fight. Like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go. Roman's just like, on, like, a, like, a concerned look on his face. He's like, no, why would I, why would I fight you? Like, we're family. That's... <laughs> this isn't about this isn't about this is about us you know this isn't about us being kids anymore this is about this is a family business and i'm the one that's running the family business i care what happens to everyone here and he's saying you know you came out first you're the older brother you're his older twin you should be the one looking out for him and now he's in this position because you came back and i'm like you you dick you're such an <laughs> asshole roman it's oh it's just so good um and, and 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 it works and it works is the thing because jimmy has been like pretty much immune to what roman's been trying to do since he's come back but on this occasion with jay being vulnerable and jimmy being all fired up roman manipulates just a little bit more and jimmy goes for it and at the end roman's like you should go take care of your brother and jimmy's like like begrudgingly he's like yeah i should and then like walks off i was like god 
What an absolute masterclass of promo work. This was absolutely wonderful from everyone involved. Literally, when I was watching, I paused it just to be like, oh my God, what a segment. This was this was unreal. This was so good. This is like, if you take a step back and look at where all the characters started at the beginning of the segment and then look again at where they ended in the segment, this is a brilliant piece of storytelling. Like, it really is. Because you look at, like, Roman Reigns, who was against Jimmy Uso at the start and mm-hmm. pulling on Jay Uso as being like, oh, you're with me, man. You're with me, not this guy. And then halfway through, you've got Jay, who finally does his turn, turns on both of them and says, I'm done. I'm out. Walks out. And Jimmy, who starts this segment being full on, like, yeah, man, let's go. Sick of you, Roman. If we're going to do this, yo, let's throw hands. Which you totally believe because that's where he should be in this storyline at this point, Roman's been messing with his business, messing with his brother for a year now. Yeah. He should want to throw hands and then Roman can just flip it. And it's one thing if he does that all the time with Jay, you know, because Jay's kind of been like, they've been in this abusive relationship now for going on like, you know, seven, eight months now. Mm-hmm. He's so far deep into this that you kind of expect him to be a little bit easier to manipulate than Jimmy. But then seeing that Roman can still manipulate Jimmy if put in the proper situation. Oh, that just adds so much more to this character in this whole storyline. And like, it's such great heel heat. And we'll get into what the difference is between heel heat and go away heat later on this show. But I just can't wait to see eventually one of these Usos just beat Roman Reigns' ass. I don't want it anytime soon. No, I don't do want I. this to happen next week. But I want I want this to just continue to build and just happen down the line. It's so good. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Oh, so Dude. good. Yeah, I said this in my edited review as well. Like, the day that Jey Uso turns on Roman Reigns is the day he becomes the biggest babyface in WWE. That will be such a brilliant moment. And who, who thought when Roman Reigns came back at SummerSlam that we were going to be like, oh yeah, Jimmy, uh, Jay Uso is going to be like top babyface in WWE in a year's time. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah. What, what a masterclass of booking the storyline that you were able to take one of the Usos and make him into a top babyface. Yeah. And then you can take the other Uso and make him a completely different character. I would have never believed it if you had told me this a year ago. Absolutely would not have believed it for a second. But I love that it's happened. This whole storyline is the best. It's so good. Uh, And then we had one more segment to end the show, which was Rey Mysterio coming out to the ring and calling out Roman Reigns. Uh, Reigns eventually comes out and he said, Rey says, hey, this is what you want. I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you as the rat bastard that you are. Sick burns, Rey, kind of. Got him. Um, yeah, uh, and he said, I acknowledge you as a man I'm willing to fight even though I know I'm going to lose. I want you in Hell in a Cell. Um, which, again, I really like the fact that Ray doesn't have any kind of like, he's not dumb. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to w- beat you for the Universal Championship. I will take my place in the... He's just like, no, I just want to fight you. Like, you've hurt my son, and I don't care if I'm going to get beaten up in the process. I just want to fight you. And I-, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I really like that from Ray. Um, and uh yeah as uh, as reigns is starting to respond 
Ray gets slid in a kendo stick and just starts just going ham. It was like, it's exactly what you said last week where you're like, oh, you know that Ray Mysterio that just went after Brock Lesnar and was just bashing him with the lead pipe. I want that Ray Mysterio back. I was like, well, this that's him. This this is him back again. Just starts going ham with the kendo sticks on Reigns. However, Reigns appears to be like immune to kendo sticks because then he just fought back immediately, uh, beat up Ray a little bit. And then Dominic Mysterio came from out of nowhere with a kendo stick, started wailing on Roman, but again, He's immune to kendo sticks. So he just fought uh, Dominic back again. And then he gets him up in a powerbomb <laughs> position. And I was like, okay, he's going to hit a powerbomb. And then he starts running across the ring. And I was like, where's he going? And then he just chucks Dominic out the ring. Just yeet, straight out, straight over the top rope, right? Yeah. And it's quite clear from the camera angles and stuff they used that there was a crash mat that Dominic landed on. Good. I'm glad that there's yeah. a crash mat there. That's a good thing. Uh, but they didn't show it on any of the camera angles. And then they obviously very quickly like pulled it under the ring. And then they moved the cameras down. And you can see Dominic just lying on the floor as if he just hit the floor. Protecting your performers? Thumbs up. Don't make him take the stupid bump if he doesn't have to. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I thought this was amazing. It was su It was such a funny spot. To the point where, because I wasn't a, because I wasn't expecting it at all, I was expecting just a normal powerbomb. So when he just went straight over the the top rope, I literally paused. And went, oh my god! <laughs> it was literally <laughs> just someone expecting like, holy sh! <laughs> the whole thing it was great. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. And then he he kind of beat up Ray and Don Moore and, and left them laying to end the show. That was cool. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. So few a few thoughts about this. Number one, I wasn't personally the biggest fan of Ray saying, oh, I know I'm going to lose or something to that nature. Mm. I, If he's going to be challenging for the Universal title at Hell in a Cell, inside Hell in a Cell, I want him to make me believe that he can win. I know he's not going to because, like, obviously the storyline is going to go another direction or whatever. But as a fan suspending my disbelief, I want him to go in and be like, no, you know what? I'm Rey Mysterio, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. You try to take my son from me, so I'm going to take the thing that matters the most from you. I'm going to take your universal title, Roman, and then you'll know not to mess with my family. Something like that. Mm -hmm. I would have preferred a promo like that to build up the match rather than just be like, just want to fight. Which, like, it, it's still okay. Like, I don't hate it by any means, but I don't like a baby face being like, well, I know I'm going to lose, but I want to I want to fight. Like, no, make me believe you can win, especially mm -hmm. if you're Rey Mysterio, who's like an all time legend. Also, and this has nothing to do with the segment. Tired of people saying that Dominic Mysterio is a child when he's bigger <laughs> than me and yeah. the same age as me. <laughs> yeah. He's a 24 year old man. I said it in the intro for comedic effect. He's not a child. He's a man. <clears throat> but yeah. See, but I I tweeted last night, Ramus, uh, Roman Reigns just killed a man. And all the responses I got were, eh, it's more of a child, really. It's more child <laughs> abuse. And I was just like, he's the same age as me. He's definitely an adult, yeah. He's 24. Um, and that doesn't mean that I'm a child. <laughs> um, oh, God. Oh, the chat's already started with Tempest as a child. Um... <sighs> Before we divert away from the point of the, the Rey Mysterio promo. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that would have been good. Uh, if he is fighting for the title, because he didn't mention the title mm. at all in this promo. Um, I I don't think I'd hate it if they just had a Hell in a Cell match that wasn't for the title. And it was just based off Blood Feud and Rey Mysterio just wanting to beat him up. Like, 
I could I could buy that. I think that would be all right if Roman doesn't yeah. have to defend it. I think that'd be all right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess he didn't bring up the title, but I just kind of assumed that this would be a title match. And I've seen people yeah. saying like, "Oh, he's not twenty four. Dominic is twenty four. His birthday's in April." Um, yeah. I don't know. I hadn't thought of it that way, but either way, I still want him to believe like, like you try to take my child from me. So I'm going to beat you. You know, Mm -hmm. I like, I like that better than him just saying like, I'm going to go in and lose, but I'm going to go down swinging, you know, but again, that was like a smaller nitpick in regards to this whole show. Yes. Uh, But yeah, overall, this was wonderful. Um, As always, Roman Reigns stuff. Is amazing. I love it. Oh, yeah. That powerbomb out the ring was hilarious. I loved it. Um, and that backstage promo is genuinely, I think this whole entire Roman Reigns character has had some incredible promos. This genuinely might be one of the best ones that I've seen in the entire story so far. Because good God, I literally it was one of those ones where I just had to sit back and was like, that was that wasn't that what makes this story so good for me? This doesn't feel like wrestling. This is like an actual like this could be a movie. This is mm-hmm. a, this is a proper scripted, well acted movie with actors. You know, this doesn't feel like a bunch of wrestlers who are cutting promos. These feel like characters who are talking to each other, you know, like storytelling <laughs> should be like. And it's like it's 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 on another level. It's absolutely on another level. These promos are so good and that one in this episode was an absolute masterclass. So well acted. God, uh, I, I I thought about this the other day because it was almost the um, a lot of clips were getting shown around of the uh, the Roman Reigns and John Cena promo from their right. from their match they had their their shoot promo, um, and it got me thinking about people saying like, oh, this is how Reigns should have always been booked. This character would have been amazing years ago, and I'm like, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have worked. Reigns did not have the promo capability that he does now. Like, even, you know, that that one against John Cena, which was supposedly one of his better promos, it's not that great. Genuinely, it's not that good. This, this is like acting, acting. This is him being really good. And I know, like, he appeared in Hobbs and Shaw and didn't have a speaking line. You said he said, Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but... He he said from then, like, he got the acting bug from just being around, like, that kind of environment. So I genuinely think after that, he probably got some, like, acting lessons and stuff for the for the future and all that jazz, probably under, you know, the guidance of The Rock. Um, he actually, like, got acting lessons and has now taken that into his wrestling character. This could only have happened because of everything that came before with Roman. And it, it, it wouldn't have worked in the past. This is the only time that this Roman character can work. It's God, it's good. God, it's good. So good. It's so good. It makes me so happy to see a good WWE storyline every once in a right? while. Yeah. You know? Oh, uh, so good. Why can't... Now, why can't the rest of the sh- rest of the show be like that? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's get into your ultra chats first, and then I'm going to put my negative hat on, figuratively speaking. I don't have a hat today. Oh boy. Uh, Right, ultra chats first. Uh, If you guys want to get in your ultra chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, We'll get through all your messages before the show ends today. Um, Charles Berg uh, comes in to say, uh, I want Roman versus Cena at SummerSlam. Excuse me, me too. Uh, last time they had a match, Xena verbally pulled Roman's pants down. So I'd really like to see the promos now. Yes. Also, Cena is one of the top five talkers in WWE history. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is a hill I'll die on. Also, watch Bo Burnham inside. I've heard nothing but good things about Bo Burnham's inside, and I haven't seen it yet, and I want to. Um, uh-huh. Cena is one of the best talkers in WWE history, and that's a no, hill I'll die on as well. Five. Not top five. Not even close. He's not even top ten. I would disagree with that personally. I can think of 10 better talkers than John Cena off the top of my head. Like immediately, immediately you got, you got your Randy Savage, CM Punk, Chris Jericho, Steve Austin, the rock, Mick Foley. I'd say Shawn Michaels at his peak is better than John Cena. Like in the nineties is better than John Cena. You got Hogan as a better promo. I, I, I think Cena, okay, it's okay. I think overall, those people have had better promos than Cena has had. Cena is a more natural talker and a better promo guy than them. It's just that his the content of all of his promos across all the big John Cena period were terrible because they were the content of them was crap. And they said, go out there and do a twenty minute promo to start every bloody show, and everyone got like got wound up. But that's that's nothing to do with the actual talent of John Cena. I think him him as a talker, his talent to talk is one of the best that WWE's ever had. Personally. That's what I'd say. I don't think so. I don't I That's fine. I I mean I, I would definitely be saying that those those I mean those eight that I mentioned are all definitely mm. better than than John Cena. To say top five In your opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, all, this whole show is just our opinion. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing here is facts, but like, you know, Steve Austin, The Rock, Piper, Flair, Savage. There's five promos that are better than John Cena, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. The intangibles imploding, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the hill will die on his John Cena promos. Um, yeah, I'll have a full on discussion about John Cena. Yeah. That doesn't matter to me. Uh, Eternal Blue says, uh, I am much less lenient on my grading scales. I balance my personal feeling on a show as a whole. The Roman story is brilliant, but it's not because of WWE. It's in spite of them. If Roman and Paul didn't have the sway they did, imagine, goodness me, two out of five. Said on my edited review, because that segment was so bloody good, I gave the show a three out of five. But if they weren't on the show, it would have been a one. Like, yep. easy. God, this show sucked and I hate it. This show is you- booty. Yeah. You guys will hear me talk about that more in a minute because, God, I'm going to get my ranty negative pants on in a minute. God, uh, one more ultra chat before we do so. Blind Raw comes in to say, uh, Dom is going to go far in this business when he finally lands on his feet because I don't know about you guys. I didn't hear a thud. So as far as I'm concerned, he's still falling. <laughs> it, yeah, sounds about right. Um, yes, I, I think he is. I think he's he's proven at the young old age the childish age of 24 uh that uh <laughs> that i think he's he's got some chops you know he's he's doing really well in ring work um uh, you know willing to to make himself look like an idiot you know he he takes the beatings quite a lot i think yeah he's definitely got some uh he's definitely got some potential i think oh absolutely i mean if this is where he is one year into being a full-time wrestler yeah oh he's going to be great He's going to be great. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see Dominic, you know, in five years when he's had more experience, 10 years, because mm. he's going to have such a long career being a child and all. But for now, let's get into talking about the rest of SmackDown. So that was all the good stuff on the show. Everything else on the show sucked and I hated it. I'm an angry boy today. I'm a little bit lacking in sleep. I'm a little bit ill as well. I'm still recovering from like post-COVID jab stuff. So like I'm a bit I'm a bit down and a bit cranky. This show did not help. So, first things first, this was probably the least bad thing on the show. Maybe second less beast. Uh, second least <laughs> bad. Second least bad. The less was- beast. Last <laughs> beast. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens and Big E versus Apollo Cruz and Sami Zayn. So, Cruz and Zayn don't get entrances. Cruz is the Intercontinental Champion. Just throwing it out there. Just saying. Intercontinental Champion should probably get an entrance. That's fine. It's a nitpick. All through this match, all the commentary team could talk about was Commander Aziz, that he's seven foot tall and he's 350 pounds. It's like you have four amazing competitors in the ring of Biggie and Kevin Owens and Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn. And all you can talk about is how bloody tall Commander Aziz is. Come on! Like, it's so annoying that the focus of the Intercontinental Champion, uh, the Intercontinental Championship picture is Commander Aziz. When you've got four other people who are really good wrestlers right there. It's that wound me up. Also, this is a rematch of a match they've already done. They've already done the four-way. Why are these guys still all feuding for the same thing when they've already done the big combination of the fatal four-way? That wound me up as well. 
Yes, Pete. I'm, I'm, I'm I, Tempest. I, I, this isn't the match where I lost my mind watching this show, no, but they all came it. out and I was like, for God's sake, like, can mm-hmm. th- I bring back squash matches? For God's sake, just have an enhancement talent face Apollo Crews and he can get a win. That's all I'm asking. That we don't need to see some combination of these four guys on every single show. It's been every show, I swear to God. And I'm sick of it. And that's what they do to you. Because if you said, oh, hey, Apollo Crews, Big E, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are all going to wrestle each other a bunch. I'm like, all oh, those matches will probably be pretty good. And for the most part, those matches have been pretty good, but I've been seeing them for two months and I don't want to see them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Also, just going to bring this one up real quick. Come on, Pete. It's WWE. The big guy's going to get all the attention. Yeah, he shouldn't. That's my point. <laughs> he shouldn't get all the attention when you got everyone else in the <laughs> ring. Focus on the match. God. Yeah. You know, uh, this man. gets brought up like every so often where it's like, oh, well, it's WWE. That's not yeah. an excuse. Just That's not be an excuse. better. Stop exactly. doing the thing that you're doing. Oh, uh, 10% that I mentioned on the, uh, the the podcast exclusive intro and outro that you can listen to if you listen to the, the, the audio exclusive bit. We talked briefly about Bojack Horseman. That's a quote from the bloody show. Stop making excuses. You need to be better. That's just what I want to say to WWE. <laughs> it's no good saying you're bad and then just saying you're sorry afterwards. You just need to be better. <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to get very shouty today. I already have been. Uh, we got a recap of the uh, Prophets and Gable and Otis stuff from last week that I quite enjoyed. Uh, Gable backstage says that he didn't want an apology. Otis was just speaking on his behalf, but it's okay. He's just an angry guy, you know, a bit like me today. Um but he's got their tag match cancelled, so don't you worry about that. The, the offer's still there for the academy, though. And uh, Ford is just like, uh, pff, no. Uh, and he basically sets up a singles match between uh, him and Gable. Uh, Gable saying that Otis is not going to be at ringside, and that uh, uh, Dawkins won't be at ringside either. Okay. But then as he walks away, Gable's just like, but Otis is still angry, by the way. Like, Yeah, okay. Otis looks like a thumb now. <laughs> he sure like does. thumb with hair. Yeah, uh, which is pretty unfortunate. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's gone clean shaven now. He's smooth Otis now. Smotus? No, nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, um, but then uh, after that, we got Carmella versus Liv Morgan again. Again, like second week in a row. Uh, and this time, Liv wins clean instead of Carmella. Fifty-fifty booking. Who gets over out of this? Who gets over? It's like a, a three-minute match. Nothing happens apart from a different person wins. So who is getting over? You know, when you go on a media call and you're like, oh, WWE has the best women's division in the world. And if, if, you're, not in, if you're not in the WWE, you want to be in the WWE. You know, maybe you could put more than six goddamn women on your SmackDown show so that we could see some other combination than just Carmella and Liv Morgan again in a storyline that is non-existent, but they're trading wins. There's no other women on this show because they fired them. They fired the women on this show and they haven't called anyone up in God knows how long. And I'm sick of SmackDown. I had to listen to people tell me that this show was so good for a year. I had to listen to people talk about smackdown and how it's all oh, it's this great show it's the best show on on rest in wrestling every week 
if you take out the Roman Reigns stuff, this show is raw. <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it. They took out they took out the, the SmackDown women's division. Like Natty and Tamina aren't even on this show, and they weren't being pushed either, but they're the SmackDown tag champs. But they took those titles and they moved them to Raw. Also, Shayna Baszler can feud with a goddamn puppet. This is the worst women's division in the world. <laughs> What's happening? They have so much talent in NXT, and Tony Storm hasn't been doing anything. Can we not put Tony Storm on SmackDown so Tony Storm and Carmella can have a match? Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I hate this show. Yeah. This also wasn't the match where I lost my mind. That's coming up later. Um, this also wasn't where I lost my mind, but it's no. happening now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we then got the Ding Dong Hello Show featuring Seth Rollins. Okay. So this is going to be the most contentious bit because online, oh, go ahead. Harley, Harley Griffith, where's Mia Yim? For God, yeah, you're goddamn right. She's <laughs> supposed she was supposed to debut on SmackDown like a month ago and just hasn't. To be fair, to be fair, we don't know what's going on with Keith Lee. There might be something happening there. Sure, yeah. Which yeah, yeah we, we we don't want to speculate too hard on. It might not be WWE's fault in that case. Everything else though, that's WWE. Um, Ding Dong Hello Show online. I have seen a lot of people really like this segment. I fucking hated it. Sorry for the swear, but wow. god this got this got on my goddamn nerves in this. Um so first things first, they brought out Bailey. The name tag said Brock Lesnar. Hilarious. Uh <laughs> WWE champion Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. I was like good job guys. Um is that just what they have saved under B? Because when was the last time that got used? That's over a year and a half ago now. Yeah, genuinely. Wild. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I will say the start of this segment, I was cautiously optimistic because both goofy heels, they played off each other quite well. They're like overly hyping each other. Seth like playing into the the meme of the door and coming through the door and making it a big deal and them just being like, hey, and Bailey being like, oh, for you, you can have the comfy chair and all that stuff. I was like, okay, this is this is actually quite fun. Uh, I'm, I'm liking this so far. But then Seth says, I've got a clip to show you. And it's from the Bailey segment last week where all her faces went across all the Thunderdome, and he says, it's a masterclass in mind games. What does that even mean? How is it a master? What are you doing? It's not mind games. It's dumb. What What are you doing to cause mind games? It's her laughing on a screen. There's nothing about mind games. How is it a masterclass? What are you talking about, Seth? It was a dumb segment. It was stupid. It wound me up so much. And then they laughed together. You know the laughs, everyone. You know the laughs that we've been talking about for months and months and months. And they do them together. They do them together. And I hated it. It's so annoying. And I know people say that you're supposed to hate them. They're supposed to be annoying because they're heels. This makes me want to stop watching. Nothing on your show should make you want to stop watching. And this makes me want to stop watching. And this was not the end of the laughing. We'll get to that in a little bit. 
I'll skip ahead now. Screw it. Because after this segment is over, Bianca Belair comes out and then laughs at Bailey. And do you know what laugh she does? She does the same fucking laugh that Bailey does. It's the same one. And they've probably told her. I don't think that's the laugh that Bianca actually has. I think she's been instructed to do the Bailey laugh to her. Right? So she comes out and she does this laugh. And guess what? She also makes me want to stop watching and she's a baby face this doesn't make any sense God, i hated this i hated it so much so ahead, my Tempest. thoughts on the matter because <laughs> I, I i i didn't hate it to the level that you did uh but this was not my definition of like a oh this is a peak wwe segment i'm gonna see this on the the smackdown 30 year anniversary when they look back at the ding dong hello segment with Seth Rollins and Bailey. How, how is it possible to have this scripted into a show where they're like, Oh, this is a masterclass of, of, of mind games. When you've got Roman reigns having an actual masterclass of mind games on the same show, like that by every definition of it is a masterclass of mind games with what he's pulled off with the usos this this isn't mind games if i saw bailey's face pop up all around the thunderdome going <laughs> i would just be like all right my segment's done and i would walk out of the ring and not think another thought about it sorry to interrupt yeah go for it no i didn't no i did not get worked no i didn't I just told you that the baby face of this feud has made me want to stop watching the show. That is a bad thing. That's Anything bad. that makes you want to stop watching the show is a bad thing. Doesn't matter if their heels or their faces. Anything that makes you want to turn it off is bad. That's mm -hmm. it. End of story. Doesn't matter if the heels or faces. <sighs> yeah. 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 <sighs> and again. Oh, but yeah, I'm, 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 see, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing people being like, how do you not get this? There's nothing to get here, y'all. They're just, they're making an annoying noise with their mouth, and I don't want to watch it. It's, I, could be, I could be doing it's anything else. Up, oh, it, it, really? Yeah. Didn't notice. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> we're not it's, even at the one that wound me up on this show. No, God, we're not even at the match that broke me. This is like pre-break. God, let's move on. Um, show sucks. <laughs> this is yeah. a bad show. This show sucked. I hated <laughs> this show. Everything apart from the Roman stuff <sighs> was rubbish. Um, after a little bit of them doing their laughing and the mm, terribleness, um, the the doorbell goes again. Uh, Seth goes to open it, and it's Cesaro. Yay, Cesaro's back, everyone. He beats up Seth for a bit. He like takes him out of his suit. Uh, and he he just chucks a plant, which I thought was quite funny. Just picks up one of the plant decorations from the set and just yeet, straight out the ring, uh, which was quite good. And then Bianca Belair comes out onto the stage and laughs at Bailey because her set is ruined. But it's the worst laugh in the world. And it wound me up to the point where I literally had to pause to take a breath because I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> oh man also why why is bailey's and bianca's feud about laughing and not about i don't know the smackdown women's championship 
Yeah, they had one really good promo segment before Backlash that everyone loved. We all said, oh, Bianca cut a good promo, and then Bailey cut a good promo, and I want to see the match now. Guess what? They're going to wrestle again at Hell in a Cell, and I don't care. Yeah. I don't care one bit. And I wanted to see this rivalry. I was like, oh, Bailey's a perfect first challenger for Bianca after WrestleMania. That's so good. It's about laughing. Like they start on they start on first base so many times where it's like that's a great rivalry. Just have them be good and go on and nope, laughing over it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna uh, preempt uh, some things as well <clears throat> because I know there's gonna be some people that because this happens every time I, I complain about things. People being like, well, why do you review SmackDown? It's my job. <laughs> uh, it's my job to review SmackDown, that's why. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of people just being like, oh, we'll give it to someone else then. It's like, no. Or like, do you want me to just leave my job? No. I quite like this job, actually. Yeah. You know? It may not sound like it all the time. There's a lot of stuff that I do, you know, when I'm not on screen. I really enjoy doing in this job. I like the people I work with. It's a good job. I'm not just going to leave it. So, Tough. You stuck with me. <laughs> we're at the we're at the existential crisis portion of SmackDown this week, where Pete yeah. questions everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, um, we're not even there uh, yet. No, this is this, this is not the end. Uh, after this came probably the least bad thing out of the bad things on the show, uh, which was uh, Montez Ford versus Chad Gable, which was a fun little match. There was nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it whatsoever. Uh, decent little thing. However. Pretty big botch. I don't know why more, more people aren't talking about this because for me, this was insane. This was a, re- a re- really, really big, big, big botch at the end of this match because Montez Ford hit a frog splash onto Chad Gable backstage. Otis had beat up Dawkins. Dawkins was watching the TV backstage and Otis goes and beats him up. Otis comes down to the ring and completely misses his cue. Like, I'd, I cannot see a way where this was supposed to go a different way or this was how it was intended to go. Because Chad Gable kicks out of Montez Ford's frog splash and then Otis gets in the ring to beat up Montez Ford instead of interrupting the pin. And you could see that he was stumbling as he got into the ring. So Otis just missed his cue and Chad Gable had to kick out of Montez Ford's frog splash, which is his big finish. Oh, it was bad. Oh, it was bad. And then like Chad Gable kicked out and then Otis hadn't even attacked Ford and Ford was just selling on the floor like Otis had like hit him or something. So then Otis had to pick him up and hit a slam on him. <laughs> it was just bad. It was just real bad. It was real miscommunication uh, on that one. And then yeah. Otis beats up both of them. Dawkins comes out like selling and he beats up both of them some more. There you go. Otis is a thumb. I yep. I don't know how we got to the, the point in wrestling where the person with the baby face now is the heel. Although I guess if yeah. you if you look like a thumb, it's easier to boo. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe I don't know. But if they wanted to make Otis look more like a big baby, they they did it. Mm. Yeah, sure did. Crazy, absolutely wild. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it, it's 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 cool. I enjoyed the match. Like yeah. if, if on paper you told me uh, Montez Ford's going to face Chad Gable on this show, I'd be like, that sounds fun. I'm looking forward to that. And then they had a good mm-hmm. match. And I was like, yeah, I need more of that. That's not something that, you know, we've seen every single week. I'm sure we'll see it four weeks in a row or something. 
uh, before we're all said and done here. But there's good stuff, you know. I have no yeah. no complaints about this uh, this segment. Do you want to know why I do have complaints about Tempest? Oh, what do you have complaints about, Pete? It's the next match on this show. Yeah, it is, isn't and it? Then th- and this match, this was the one. This was the one that broke me when I was watching. <sighs> okay, <clears throat> so first things first. It's a rematch from last week. Shinsuke Nakamura versus King Corbin. Already, I'm like, guys, it's another rematch. Come on. What are you doing? And I put a note. I said, I swear to God, if Shinsuke wins with a roll-up, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) You'll never guess what happened, guys. Shinsuke won with a roll-up. Okay. And the commentary team, at one point in this, uh, they showed that the crown uh, that, that Shinsuke has stolen, stolen from King Corbin, on the commentary table and said, this is the crown that they're fighting over. Are they? Are they fighting for the crown? Does it matter who wins these matches? Because Shinsuke just beats up Corbin afterwards like a heel and steals the crown back every single time. And guess what, guys? Shinsuke wins. Corbin tries to take the crown. Boogs and Nakamura beat up Corbin, and then he steals the crown back again, and then they celebrate. It's exactly the same thing as last week, except Shinsuke won, but nothing changes because the match doesn't matter. It's a complete waste of time. And then, and then there's a backstage segment where Corbin goes to Pierce and DeVille, and he asks them, and he says, You need to force Shinsuke Nakamura. You need to force Nakamura to give me the crown back, which they should already be doing because it's Corbin's crown. It's the prestigious King of the Ring (laughs) crown that they should want their King of the Ring to have. And it's Corbin's, rightfully his. Pierce and DeVille then make a joke out of it, saying, oh, well, Shinsuke looks good in that crown, doesn't he? No! No, he doesn't! (laughs) And then, this, this is and it. then, and then, and then, and then, Tempest, and then, this is the bit that really got me. This is the bit that broke me. This is the one moment on this show that just broke me. Adam Pierce says, if you want to fight for the crown, you should do it in a match. Isn't that what they were already doing? God! <sighs> the of telling stories! You're a yeah. million dollar company! publicly traded how can you not tell a story what is wrong with you oh my god the show show sucks they were already fighting for the crown in a match and it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter who wins it doesn't matter because shinsuke is just going to steal it back anyway this it's a waste of time it's a waste of everyone's time and energy who thought this was a good idea Shinsuke's a heel with Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs has just been called up to the main roster and I already hate him. It's a failure on every level. They're making me cheer for Corbin. Corbin! Of all people, Baron Corbin! Who we don't know is a Baron or a King or what he is now. We don't know what his first name is. They're making me cheer for Corbin. 
making me cheer him. I'm losing my goddamn <sighs> mind. I d- oh, this show, this well, show. I can't take. I, I was, can't. I was expecting to play this role today, and I don't think I need to now, because that just about sums it up. Yeah, show sucks. I don't understand how you can write storylines like this and be like, yep, that's, that's good. That makes sense. You know, like it's just, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible, terrible stuff. This, this could be the worst uh, book feud of the year. Possibly. I might just be forgetting about like all the Reginald stuff from earlier in the year, but this, this really is just like unacceptable levels of, of storytelling. It's so bad. It's so I might need to to phone in a replacement for for Pete if he's just gonna get hauled off to the mental ward after all this. Man, it it was this match. This was and the thing is, it's what you mentioned before. If this was on an otherwise really good show, I wouldn't have minded that much. I would have been like, "Oh, that sucks. That's quite bad." Oh well, we've got all this other stuff to look forward to. But there's so many of those little negative ones. There's little minus ones on the show. And then you get a really big minus one, or a minus two, or a minus five. Or in this in this segment, a minus a freaking billion. And it ju- it, ju- it just chips away at you, just breaks you down until you ju- you just have a breaking moment. You've had it recently with Dex Loomis on, on an NXT episode. This was it for me. This was the moment where I was like, this show is awful. This is raw. But with the, just happens to latch on. It's an hour shorter and also has the best story in wrestling right now. And yeah. everything else sucks. Everything else is rubbish. I don't even uh, know that he would want to do it, but for God's sake, just let Paul Heyman write the show. Yeah. Like, it would be a lot of work. I don't know if he's up for it, but there are other people that can write wrestling shows too. There are so many talented people in the wrestling business, guys. It There's so many. And I would bet, I would bet that a number of them are currently on the WWE writing team. But they can't get their good ideas through because of how the show is run. Maybe we need to change that. And they're not going to, so I'm just yelling into a void here. But like, yeah, of course for we are. God's sake. Ooh, they they came up on screen. Neither of them got like a, an, an intro. They didn't get entrance. They were just in the ring and they came back from commercial. And I was like, they're wrestling again. What? Yeah. Just again. We've get it's the same thing every week, and it's wrong every single week. I don't know how you could possibly put this on a television show. I have zero. Zero idea how you could write this and think it's good. I and I would say the thing, the same thing about like almost all of Raw. Yeah. Uh, but at least, at least if you put like the Lily puppet garbage on Raw, there are people who like that kind of wrestling. Yeah. And cool. If that's you, more power to you. That's that's good. That's that's good. I have yeah. nothing against you if you like hey. that kind of wrestling. To put this on your show, which is just wrestling, but bad. Mm. There, there's no excuse for this. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. 
Um, but remember, if you don't like it, just don't watch. Just don't it's watch. your it's our fault for for criticizing the product, Pete. Mm. It the they, they just it, I hate this show. I hate this show. <laughs> Can't wait to watch Takeover and have it be really good and just right. forget all about this. God, yeah, Monday we're gonna be such a different tune. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, funny fun fact actually, Sonny Nev uh, saying I should start doing uh, a rating without Roman. Uh, it's what I did in my edited review today. I said the show was a three out of five. Without Roman, it's a one. It, it sucked. I hated it. Yeah. Um, we also got uh, after that was all the the stuff we'd spoken about with uh, Roman. So overall, I thought this show was a bit shit. Funnily enough, <laughs> God, repetitive matches, fifty oh. fifty booking, botch finishes, nonsensical booking. Character motivations that don't make any sense. It, it's it's awful. It sucks. I, I hated it. Three out of five show. Should have been a one, if not for Roman. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't care about these number scores. I mean, people get worked up no. about them, but I'm like, no, I, I, I don't know either. So two, three, I don't know. Pick yeah. whichever one works for Summon. you. And I'll, you know, for as much wrong as this show got, I, I don't care. I, it's, my, it's my number. I'll give it a two two point five out of five because yeah. it's, this is how I run things. Smack dab in the middle. Roman Reigns and everything is on the good side. Almost everything else is on the bad side. Yep, pretty much. And uh, the longer this goes on, the more weight I'm starting to give to the bad stuff. Mm, yes. Yeah. You know? And that sucks because the Roman stuff is so good. It can't be justified alongside all the other terrible stuff that's on the show. Yeah. God. You know, like leading into WrestleMania, we were like, oh, God, like this show's really fun. It's really good. But Reginald is like the one part of Raw that gets just sucked into this show and brings it down yeah. a notch. Now, yeah. Reginald's gone, but everything else on the show is still Raw. Yeah. God. He's infected it. That's what he's done, yeah. Tempest. Reginald's he's infected a virus. the rest of the show. God. And now he's gone to Raw, and it's made the show worse. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, oh, according to the uh, according to the community tab, forty nine percent of you voted for four out of five on this show. Thirty one percent with a three out of five. Uh, uh, you are all perfectly entitled to your opinions, uh, and I'm. And you know what? I'm glad that there are people that found stuff to enjoy on this show. Genuinely, genuinely, I don't mean this. I'm really glad. You guys can find stuff to enjoy in the show because I can't. Apart yeah. from the Roman stuff, obviously. Gives yeah. me. I'm so happy that there are people that can enjoy this stuff. Mm. Like, I'm glad someone's getting enjoyment out of this show. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. It's just not for me. Oh, at all. I'm going to go eat a peanut butter and pickle sandwich after this. That sounds like a great idea, I think. Uh, before you do that, though, uh, we've got a couple of things we need to do, Tempest. Uh, firstly, we need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. Uh, if you've not been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Uh, we've got a load of stuff coming up uh, pretty soon. Uh, we've got WrestleTalk Extra. The poll for that is now closed, which means that Ollie and Luke will be reviewing King of the Ring 1998. You know the one with the, the, the hair in a cell. You know the, that one with Undertaker and Mankind, that show. Yeah, well, they'll Mick be reviewing Foley gets that. yeeted. 
He gets yeeted off the off the yeet. cage. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeet. Um, uh, so that will be coming up this month. Uh, in fact, that's going to be recorded uh, next week. So you can expect that hopefully by the tail end of next week. Uh, and you can get that at the five dollar tier or above. Uh, and if you pledge at the twenty five dollar tier or above, uh, then you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show, much like this one. So thank you to Shield Maiden, the Zornies. Woo! Yeah. Thank you very much. Shout out to the Zornies. Mm. Made that fan art of me. Very much oh, appreciated. Yeah. Zornies is uh, great we, fanized. Yeah. Uh, we've got Cyber Sunday Digital Raw. Yeah. Thank you very much. Rob Steiner Recliner. Woo. Yeah. Thank you very much. The Knight Rider Kit. Woo. Thank you very much. Vito Ventura Pet Detective. Woo. Yeah. Thank you very much. Kenny, everybody's got a price. Bryson. Woo! Thank you very much. Jack Daniels on the Carl Rocks. <laughs> Thank you. Bad Connection, Thomas Lagden. Woo! Thank you very much. Not that bad, though, I hope. The Craftsman, Blake Carpenter. Woo! Thank you very much. Send Me to Heaven, Evan Reich. Woo! Thank you very much. Manipulating, Manu Maria. And the Pharaoh, Stephen Mazzaferro. Yes, thank you very much. Let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here uh, and see what you guys thought of the show. Uh, Tyler Woodward uh, comes in to say, uh, Slim Chopper, you look like my, Ike, my uncle without a hat on. Roman versus... I don't know whether to be offended or complimented from that. Uh, Roman versus Ray is a great way forward for Hell in a Cell. I can't wait for Roman to verbally destroy Cena when he returns. Also, we need a slim, choppy t-shirt ASAP. Corbin's mid-card vortex is going to grow too big. Hey, Corbin doesn't have any people alongside him right now. That That's why I'm, he's getting cheered. Well, getting cheered. That's why he's the babyface in the feud, because he's alone, and he's getting ganged up on by... I'm not getting into this again. I can't. I can't. I can't do this again. I can't. I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> that, that's why Corbin is the babyface, because he's by himself right now. So luckily, no mid-card vortex for now. Um, Darren Lloyd comes in to say, uh, nitpick negative, women's tag champs haven't been on TV since, uh, TV since Ruby was let go. When only other challengers are on Raw, there's nothing for champs to do on SmackDown. That's fair, I guess. There's nothing for them to do. I mean... That's that's a problem they put themselves in. Yeah, they they they've put themselves into the into their own corner here. Stop firing talent for no reason. Uh, especially yeah. tag teams when you don't have any tag teams. No yeah. would be great on these shows. Mickey James would be great on these shows. Yeah. And a million other people who've been released. Hate the the iconics, you know, a tag Whoa. team. What a great idea. Good lord. Misha Sumra says, uh, swap shop challenge, improve SmackDown by taking wrestlers and swapping their feuds. No. Interesting. I don't think it would improve because it's still the same writing team and all the feuds would be bad. Also, yeah. more from Randy <laughs> Pete, please. There's a reason you're the company's best promo guy, Chopper. Also, also, Bravo Tempest, SRS got whooped, hashtag, and new. That's right. One Hell half yeah. of the champions right now. Tempest, Quizzlemania champion, and after Hell in a Cell, Oh, damn, I was going to do a bit to start this show and I totally forgot. Oh, well. Ah, well. Oh, well. 
Oh, well, it's too late yeah. now. But yes, phase one is complete. I've gotten my mm-hmm. crown back. Mm-hmm. Now we just have to worry about the second crown, the belt. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, Wilson Simon says uh, that Jay snapping segment is now my second favorite ever. First is still the dinner debonair. A Tempest, go lightning. Yeah, sure. It's hockey. Mm, I, you know, I I I don't have a, a dog in this fight anymore. All the teams that I yeah. even like secondarily or tertiarily cheer for have been eliminated. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Lightning Vegas works for me. Yeah. Uh, Wilson Simons again says, uh, "My pick to win Money in the Bank is Jay. Imagine if oh, Roman loses the such title. A good idea. I know. Imagine if Roman loses the title and it's like that's my contract now, Oos, oh. and that's how Jay turns." Oh, I like all of those ideas. Just having Jay have the briefcase and Roman trying to convince him to go after the WWE title instead of his title and like Jimmy maybe being in Jay's ear to be like, you should cash in on Roman. And then like, yeah, if Roman loses it and he's like, uh, actually that that contract's mine because it's all for the family kind of thing. All of those ideas work, I think. Yes, I like I that. Don't, I don't know how I hadn't considered Jay Uso money in the bank winner. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect idea. Yeah, sure that's such a good idea. You could do like this, the segments where like Triple H after Batista won the Royal Rumble was like, oh, go and challenge JBL for the title on SmackDown. You don't want to face me. Do exactly that. But with this, yeah. oh, that's such a good idea. I love that. Or, or he does something where he's like, this might not be as good. This is just off the top of my head. I don't think it is as good. Now I'm thinking about it more. If he tries to get him to cash in and just lie down so that he just loses the contract because he doesn't want him to have it anymore. He literally is just like, you can cash in against me but you have to lie down like you can't you can't actually fight me for it he wants to get rid of the contract because he's scared that jay will beat him for it or something like that it's not as good as the other stuff i'll tell you there's so many there's so many possibilities if they do that right and that would make money in the bank so fun right yes 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 I love that uh, idea. If they don't do that idea I'm gonna be disappointed now. I wanna be mad now yeah totally (laughs) Uh, oh man Afro Kink says, uh, hey guys, huge fan from Barbados. Uh, loving the work, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, do you think that both Jimmy and Jay will get an opportunity to carry at least the IC title? Um, I don't know, but I would like it. I'd yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it depends on where this uh, storyline goes. Like if they end mm. up as a package, you know, if it's yeah. the three of them at a point, I don't think one of the Usos will hold a singles title yeah. until like, more major stuff happens and they all kind of split apart uh, their own ways a little bit more. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's, it's possible. But I think if, if Jay was going to win the continental championship, I would think it would have like happened in the last year when yeah. they didn't have Jimmy around, but that's just me. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what I was going to say as well. Uh, Tails P says, are we leading up to the most beautiful Carmella versus the most beautiful Eva Marie at survivor series with both as champions? Hope not. Hope not. Uh, Dylan Jason Voorhees says, uh, at this point, I missed the 2005 to 2006 women's division. At least they had storylines, and it's more than the women get now. Remember Mickey and Trish? Why can't WWE progress the women's division? Utterly frustrating. Yeah, uh, can I say very quickly, there's someone in the Mm. chat who's saying like, oh, can I post a link? I found a video of Tempest Wrestling seven years ago. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I can tell you for a fact, no, you didn't. So I yeah. wouldn't worry about it. There's no videos of me wrestling from seven years ago. Mm. Um, regardless, yeah, the 2005 to 2006 era of women's wrestling was like, they were still doing their bra and panties matches and, and whatnot, which 
I would not advocate for, uh, especially mm. in today's climate at all. But that was like the last era of time where a lot of the women were actually pushed as stars before the just abysmal decade that was like 2007 until like 2015, 2016. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would like to have like the likes of Trish and Lita and Mickey back because those those women were like stars. Mm. Those were big stars. And yeah. we've got a few of those now with like, you know, Charlotte and Sasha and Bianca and Bailey. Like they're still good stars. It's just how they're booked. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hannah Allen uh, just says, just send in some positive vibes. All the love and a whole lot of thanks. Stay amazing. Hashtag spread the love. Hashtag LIW444 life. Thank you very much uh joshua shepherd says uh liw for life uh, if i can shout out to my brother Chaz, he's the one that got me onto wrestle talk i hope he's doing well in his new venture since leaving the company we were working at can't wait for takeover hoping to see cole take the belt back i'm also looking forward to takeover i don't know who's going to win a couple of the matches i think it's gonna be quite fun yeah i've i did my predictions for the show on wrestle league just before this mm. uh podcast i still think carrying cross is going to retain but mm. I've been wrong before. I do not do well in predictions. So we'll see. You know who does? You. This guy. This guy. First in Wrestle League. Two points clear at the top of Wrestle League, actually. 33 points. Second place, 31. I'm the best. Um, last uh, ultra chat for now. Uh, Eternal Blue says, uh, one more chat. Tempest, I'm new to hockey, but I want to get excited for when the Kraken start playing. Who should we expect with the second pick in the draft? Oh, Christ, I have no idea. Like... Typically, in a, in a normal year, I would be able to answer this question and be like, oh, you should you should be looking forward to this person. I have no idea who's getting drafted this year just because there's been absolutely no press about it because scouts can't go to games right now and like go and scout the, the young players playing in the junior leagues and whatever. So I don't know. I would be more focused on uh, the expansion draft because that's a lot more fun to me. If you, if you mm -hmm. focus on that and like really look into like, Oh, whose players are we going to take from this team and this team and whatever, like that's a lot more fun than just here's one guy that we're going to get high in the draft, especially if it's a draft year where it's like, it might be good. It might not. I don't know. But yeah. Looking forward to the Kraken. I've got a Kraken hat. So. All right, so I've got some emails here today, Tempest. But I want to make a little announcement about the emails first. Because uh, I've we've loved having your emails in. Uh, support at WrestleTalk.com if you'd like to email in. It's a place to do it. People have been sending in pictures of their pets. It's been the greatest time. Love that. Um, there has been quite a few emails recently uh, of people just emailing about SmackDown. And in the nicest possible way, I don't really want to talk more about SmackDown because we've just done the show talking about SmackDown. And also, people who want to talk about SmackDown generally have to ultra chat in uh, during the YouTube shows in order to get their opinions in about the show that we're reviewing. So I feel like it's a little bit unfair that people get to email in about SmackDown for the podcast when people got to pay for it on the, the main show. So basically, we're going to try and not read out emails that are specifically about SmackDown. If you've got general wrestling stuff, that's okay. Um... Or if you've got stuff that's not about wrestling at all, email that in too, and we can we can read that stuff. Preferably that. Don't let make us talk about talk more about wrestling because we do enough of that at our job. <laughs> Anything else would be fine. Um, but yes, uh, just letting you know for future reference, uh, probably won't be reading out emails specifically about 
uh, the most recent SmackDown episodes because can't be bothered. Um, so uh, let's get into the other ones that we've got here. Um, got one from Juan. Um, uh, I'm confused now. Uh, so this was emailed in, uh, what, four days ago? No, no. Before we get into that, I've got a bone to pick with you, Mr. Tempest. Oh, I've God. Got a, I've oh. got a, I've oh, got a yes. bone to pick with you before oh, we start. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, you do. I right. can only imagine. No, wait, wait, wait. I don't think it's about the thing you're thinking about. Maybe. I don't know. But I've got a bone to pick with you because you've been an advocate for peanut butter and pickle sandwiches, right? For ages oh, yes. on, on, on Twitter. And it's been a whole it's been a whole thing. My friend has been messaging me about seeing peanut butter and pickle sandwiches on Twitter constantly. And it's just her messaging me being like, I mean, I feel like I should try it, but I don't know if I want to. I'm like, just try it if you're going to try it. Why are you messaging me about the possibility of pickles and pickles? Just do the thing. And I blame you for the constant conversations we have about her maybe wanting to try it, maybe sort of in the future, possibly. I blame you for that. Yeah, I knew basically a conversation similar to this was going to come up at some point. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. that I did not run by you the uh, the official LIW snack that is the peanut butter and pickle <laughs> sandwich, but I stand by it. I have the support of Colt Cabana. You do, yeah. I have the support of Luke. I have the support of Louie, although they're not in LIW, so I don't care about those two hosers. Yep. It's a good sandwich. Everyone needs to try the sandwich. The See, world hasn't been okay. ready for this sandwich, but now I'm bringing it to the people. So the the uh, peanut butter and pickle sandwich may be a hot take. Do you want to know what a hotter take is? Don't really What's like that? peanut butter. Oh, Pete, no. I know, I know. <sighs> Everyone has exactly the same reaction. When I say that, everyone's like, oh, but Pete, it's peanut butter. You've got to like it. Like, I just don't, I just don't, I'm sorry. My taste buds just don't align, okay? I'm sorry. That's a shame. I know. Peanut butter is just I, one of those things. Right? I, and I feel like I want to like it. Not just because everyone tells me I should like it, but also I feel like it's like a good snack. It goes on so many different things. It's it's just like a good filling thing to have, you know? But I just I just don't like it. I, I j- okay. And if we're, if we're going to ask this as well, because my friend will probably yell at me if I don't ask this. If you're going to have that sandwich, should you have uh, smooth or crunchy peanut butter with pickles? Uh, so I had a full-on conversation uh, with uh, Steven Jensen on uh, the Fightful podcast when we were talking about Impact this week. because He wanted to know every detail about how to make the perfect pe- peanut butter and pickle sandwich. So you right. get white bread, untoasted, smooth peanut butter, dill pickles. Okay. That's it. Peanut butter on both side, both pieces of bread. Yep. Pickles in the middle. Boom. There's yep. your peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Non-toasted, white bread. Smooth peanut butter and dill pickles. Those are basically all the things. Okay. A lot of people have been sending in like, oh, here's this with sweet pickles. And I'll say, hey, if you want to change the formula, that is then on you. I will not be responsible for any negative results that come back if you change the formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way I do yeah, it is a damn good sandwich. Okay. I'll take your word for it because I will not be trying it. Um, An email here from Juan that says, hola, Tempest. Is the rest of your Twitter name part of a crossover episode? I mean, a reference to Bojack Horseman? I just finished it a week ago. I think that series is underrated. Hi, Pete. How you doing? 
Thanks, Juan. Um, the rest of your Twitter name, as in like the peanut butter and uh, the uh, pickle sandwich, the, uh, the advocate, but whatever your Twitter name is these days. Uh, uh, maybe that's what he's talking about. It's not yeah, a reference know. to anything. I just changed that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't even know when I changed that. Honestly, it was yeah. at some point, maybe like on the last Quizzlemania, like the one maybe. before this week. Because mm-hmm. for a while it was like, it was like Tempest the exhausted hockey fan. Then it was mm-hmm. Tempest the Chicago Blackhawks fan. Yeah, I hate the Maple Leafs. And then it was Tempest the pickles and peanut butter fan. And uh, I mean that oh, one's the most accurate. Oh my god, the pickles and peanut butter fan. That explains it, because there's two characters in BoJack Horseman. One of them's called Pickles. One of them's called Mr. Peanut Butter. I see. That explains it. That explains it. And they're a no, couple at one point as well. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's actually about the the actual thing. They are a couple because they go so well together. Uh, that's what. It, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why that that's why they're called that. Um. But also, while we're talking about Bojack Horseman, bloody brilliant series, depressing as hell. Good God. <laughs> oh, it's it's rough. It's some rough viewing, but it's amazing. So, so good. Um, I love that show. Uh, really it's crazy cool. How, uh, it's crazy how often brilliance and depression crossover in TV. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. It's like, because it's, it's, it, it comes from out of nowhere. Because during the first season, I was like, okay, so this is a, an animated show about anthropomorphic animals. Cool. I'm on board. Mm. Uh, it's alright. Good jokes. It's alright. And then as the seasons progress, you're like, oh my god. This is just a straight up look at like depression and anxiety, PTSD and like alcoholism and how it like how fame affects people and like all these ramifications and stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. This is intense. Such a good show. They have a whole episode. They have a whole episode and it's one monologue and it's brilliant. It's so good. It's like 22 minutes of just a guy talking, and it's the best. I love it. Love that show. Email in more about uh, Bojack Horseman. I will totally talk about that. <laughs> um, we're going to have to do one more quick one because we do not have much time here today. Um, oh, God, that's a longer one. I'll have to save that one. Sorry. Uh, and that one. God, there's so many pet pictures. I'm sorry, guys. Um, uh, 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 I would just say another one here from Juan Gabriel, uh, who talks mostly about SmackDown. But on another bit, he says, uh, on a different note, I have a nice accomplishment to share. I finally completed my PC setup to stream on Twitch after streaming directly uh, from my PS4 for seven months. Uh, below is a picture to show the before and after. I'm proud of myself. It's LIW444Life, your email chief and head of the emails, Juan Gabriel. I will quickly, excuse me, I will quickly share my screen so you can see this Tempest. Um, so here's the before, I believe. Mm-hmm. which is still pretty cool by the way got your camera on the side with the mic and everything and the double screens and the nice little mic setup and the arm and the light up keyboard and stuff nice but also after boom look at that oh my oh oh it's spicy i'm jealous of look the at mic. all those colors i know i love <laughs> the colors the reds and the blues and the purples i am very jelly uh but also and the ring light and everything very very cool great setup one i'm jealous you're the best uh thank you for the email uh and thank you everyone else for emailing and we will get to them it's just because we've run out of time today uh and yeah please stop emailing us about smackdown i really don't want to talk more about smackdown it will drive me insane uh but thank you very much everyone for listening uh we'll be back with more content soon we've got a review of takeover coming on monday um so uh stay tuned for that uh and we'll be back for more content soon take care of each other stay safe we love you very much goodbye
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.